Hello, creeps and ghouls. You're listening to Martell's Movie Madness with your host, Ryan Martell and Cagney Larkin. So grab your popcorn and try to survive the movie madness. <laughs> Welcome to Martell's Movie Madness. <laughs> this is your host, as always, Ryan Martell. And I'm here with your boy, Cagney Larkin. Yo, 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 what's up? <laughs> Just kidding, what's up? Uh, in case you didn't know, we are fucking awesome. Cool as hell. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, which I realize that that could be possible. It might be. Which, why are you picking episode 108 to start? Uh, you should be binging until you get until you catch up. <laughs> That's a too much, man. Um, That's a lot of episodes. Okay, we kind of I kind of glazed. I missed up. I missed something, Cagney. What's and, that? Uh, either the week before last, or yeah, it was the week before last, first week of June. I've been doing this podcast for two years. <clears throat> two year anniversary, We're man. Two years old. Two, Congrats. March movie madness is two years old. We're getting old enough to walk. I did not think this was going to work this long. I thought that I would have uh, right. given it up or, you know, I've stuck with it though. This is the longest I've stuck with pretty much anything. Well, congratulations, my friend. Yeah. And I mean, it's not that I'm a quitter per se. It's just that, uh, sometimes you got to pivot, you know, like, uh, like they did in Silicon Valley. They had to pivot a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I finished watching uh, Superstore this week, the nice. season finale. It was awesome. You need to get on that show if you like, because uh, you, I mean, you like that kind of humor, that workplace humor, mm-hmm. and then that's just what this is. And if you've ever worked in retail, that is it's super a series. It's not on anymore. Oh yeah, it's gone. It's done. Yeah. Um, it's hilarious though. I suggest checking it out. Uh, <clears throat> we're supposed to be rambling about bullshit right now. Bullshit uh, we are. We do not have dates to plug. Nope. No dates. Uh, right now. Actually, I mean, I could plug the, the VizArt video uh, dates that they got coming up. Because they do have a few outdoor screenings going on. <clears throat> Let me just pull that up real quick. And, Drum uh, roll, please. We'll uh, get you guys informed on that. Because VizArt video is fucking awesome. And... Uh, cool as hell. So, okay, July 9th, they're going to be showing Selena on the wall at Tommy's Pub. So, if you're going to go, it's going to be outside. Uh, rain will put will be cause a uh, postponement, but they will reschedule. They're going to have uh, popcorn and hot dogs. Bring a chair. This is a BYOC event. All of these are. Uh, so July 9th, they're going to have Selena. Ju- uh, August 6th, they're going to have Watt Stacks. Watt Stacks. <laughs> okay. I don't know what the fuck that is. <laughs> they're going to have it. September 10th, Dirty Dancing. Nobody puts baby in a corner. That's what I heard. I've right never on. seen the movie, but. Have you never that. seen Dirty Dancing? <clears throat> Just never been something that Jesus. I've watched, you know. Kinky Boots is going to be on October 1st. I've never watched that either. I've never seen any of these movies, to be honest with you. Except for... Well, they, you got a good reason to go, man. They showed Big Top Pee Wee this past week, which I have seen. 
And then on Halloween Eve, the day before Halloween, uh, Devil's Night, if you will, they're going to show Little Shop of Horrors. So go on out to that, October 30th. Uh, and then there's a, uh, let me plug that back, that back, uh, alley film festival, the back alley film series, uh, screening that's, that's coming up to, uh, before, you know, I need to start writing this shit down again because <laughs> shit's starting to happen again. Yep. So the world is open. Excuse me. Don't do it. Don't do it. Okay. <clears throat> All right. So. Uh, Brian coming was about up, to sneeze, I just cut him off. Sunday, June 27th, Monday, June 28th, and Tuesday, June 29th, at the Alchemy Alchemy at C3 Labs in Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, that's going to be 2517 Distribution Street, Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, the Back Alley Film uh, Series presents Werewolves Within, Ooh. which uh, is going to be gonna pretty be fucking movie, right? cool. It's brand new, spanking new, based brand on that uh, video game. <clears throat> After, it says, after general. a proposed pipeline creates division within the small town of Beaverfield and a snowstorm traps its residents inside a local inn, newly arrived forest ranger Finn and postal worker Sicily must try to keep peace and uncover the truth behind mysterious creatures that have begun to terrorize the community. So, mm-hmm. sounds awesome. Uh, we might go see that so, uh, next Monday. Maybe, I don't know. I'm definitely going to try to check it out. Next Monday? Some, yeah. <coughs> Next Is it Monday night? Yeah, 7.30. Mm-hmm. So we could do a couple movies and then go rec- and record the podcast and go, or we can go and then come back and report the podcast. Uh, see what happens. We'll see. We'll, we'll, see how it ro- we'll see how it rolls. You know, and then we yeah, might... You we guys might, will find out next week and what we, we decided to do. We may have to, to go on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. You right. know? I'd like. I'd actually we'll like to, to go Tuesday. on Tuesday because VizArt's going to be open on Tuesday. It won't be open on Monday, so I'd go up there early, hit up VizArt. Uh, we'll figure it out though. Oh, brother! So I'm not doing good right now. What's like, that? Sick. I'm kind of a little sick. Why would you come over? Not here like. You're sick? I mean, not sick, <laughs> sick, but like, I got a, I got a thing with my sinuses. This is it's more more allergies than anything, probably. Uh, if I get sick, Bo, I'm going to be mad. Nah, you shouldn't get sick. Honestly, even if I was sick, it's not contagious at this point. No, not. <clears throat> I managed to be healthy all through the pandemic. Yeah, we. Were, I was the same. I never, I didn't get sick the entire fucking time we all were wearing masks. As soon as we start taking them off, here we go. I get some fucking weird sinus infection. Uh... What the fuck is going on, Cagney? What's up? What's up? Talk to me, man. <laughs> I was letting you, you finish you, your you, thought this there. Is a th- you just want to fucking... You, you, normally, you're just talking all over me. <laughs> we, can't, so we can't get you to shut up. Whoa, now. It's not like Let's that. Get, get real, man. It's get, not like get, that. Get, uh, get wicked with us real get quick. Get wicked. Yeah, wicked clown shit, man. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Only as far away from the wicked clown shit as possible. Nah, man. We gotta be all up in that wicked clown shit. No. Those motherfuckers are loyal, dude. <laughs> we get the fucking, the if we get the fucking Juggalos listening to our show, dude. Goodness gracious. What we'll up, get Juggalos? A, we'll be at the fucking, we'll be co-hosting the Miss Juggalo competition at the gathering. No way. Have a fucking nice little vent, uh, ventilated trailer with some, maybe some AC in it. Well, as you may so can tell, like my voice is a little deep this week. I've been doing some acting 
but not just any type of acting, Ryan. Uh-huh. He's doing some rigorous theatrical endurance acting. Interactive theatrical. Interactive theater acting where I was doing a very highly engaging scene six times an hour pretty much for like seven hours. Yeah. And you, I'm still you, wore out. You started in a less engaging physically role. It, but that one was also more engaging mentally yeah. and upper body wise. Yeah. but Because I was operating a giant puppet. Yeah, you were puppeteering. And then uh, a guy playing another role threw his back out so I ended up taking over his role so he could sit down and do the puppet. And so I like did all the physical acting uh-huh. that, that second day. I was like, you were I Tweedle see that guy needed to sit D, down. right? Tweedle D, yep. Yeah. yeah. My favorite character was Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, it was an Alice in Wonderland experience walkthrough. It was awesome. I, was, uh, I really enjoyed being a part of it. It was super fun. That was that, uh, that actor that I was telling you about. It was Tweedle D and Tweedle Dumb in the Johnny Depp uh, Alice in Wonderland. Who? The Matt something another. The English guy, the bald dude with no eyebrows. Dude, the world is Oh, man, I sent it to you whenever I was watching that movie, uh, How to Talk to Girl- Girls at Parties. I don't know. He's also in that movie, Small Apartments and yeah. shit. I mean, yeah, he played, no Twe- you know Tweedledee and Tweedledum from those movies. Not there, from right? the Tim Burton ones, no. Oh, shit. Dude, wow. I tried to watch that one like twice, three times. <clears throat> I never could get through it. He's humorous. But uh, this shit was fun, man. It was cool. I had fun doing that. But uh did manage to watch the movies. Hell yeah. Last week. What'd you watch, bro? Bro, I watched uh, last week. Oh, wait, week. hold on. Let me ask you properly. What you been watching? What you watching? What you watching? Uh, last week, when you were leaving, what was the name of that movie? Oh, uh, Welcome to the Jungle. Welcome to the Jungle. I cannot remember. It was I actually so went good, home and though. finished it. Dude, uh, yeah. do you like it? Yeah, I love it. Or did you love it? Yeah, I love it. Because it was fucking awesome. It was so good. <laughs> it's starring uh, Colin Hanks lookalike. What's his name? Adam Brody. Adam Brody. And, uh, not John, Colin Hanks. Colin Hanks lookalike. Doesn't even really look like him all that Looks much. just like him. They, have, uh, they both have dark hair. Spitting image of each other. That's it. Uh, and John Claude Van Damme. A bunch of other hilarious actors. Eric uh, Edelstein. Yeah. Kristen that, Shaw. Yeah, Kristen Shaw. Let's get it in, man. Let's um, get it in. They all are office workers that go on a team building <laughs> retreat to the jungle, hosted by John Claude Van Damme. And then John Claude Van Damme seemingly gets killed by tigers. And they're all left oh, to man. just fend for themselves and left to their own devices, and it is hilarious. Yeah, we don't, we can't. There's no way to get into that without spoiling a whole bunch yeah, for you. But watch it; it's free on TV. It's a really it's funny so time. Really funny so time. funny. Highly enjoyable for sure. I watched uh, Horrible Bosses one and nice, two. Nice, nice. I did a little double feature with that. Enjoyable movies. Uh, two is definitely not as strong as one. It has its moments though. Yeah. It's still hilarious. Without a doubt. But uh, one's definitely better than two. Well, Charlie uh, Kelly, right? That's his real name. Yeah. Charlie 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 Day. Charlie Day. Charlie Day is his real name? Yeah. Charlie Kelly is the character. Yeah. See, I get him, always get him mixed up. Yeah, Charlie Day. Uh, Charlie Day is fucking awesome. Oh, yeah. Anything he's best. 100%. I love him in uh, Pacific Rim. I still haven't that, seen Pacific Rim, though. It's a great cast. They're a great group yeah. of guys. Man, you haven't seen Pacific Rim? No, I haven't. second one's whatever, but the first one's so good. I get kind of like... I'm kind of jaded when it comes to those big uh, blockbuster action movies like that. Because I, I usually enjoy them. I do. Let me... But it's like I, I get so... Like, I don't really want to go watch them. 
Well, let's scale like you back a little bit because it's not just any big budget blockbuster. Well, movie yeah, movie. I understand now. It's, it's a, a it's a Guillermo, Guillermo del Toro, del Toro movie. movie but yeah, it is <clears> fun. <throat> it is awesome. Uh, the second one is not a Guillermo del Toro movie, and you can tell. I didn't know who the fuck he was when when it came out either. So uh, you hadn't seen like Pan's Labyrinth or anything in that. No, point? I didn't see Pan's Labyrinth until a couple years ago. So good. And I rented like it from Bizarre. Orphanage, you know. And now I'm trying to find a copy of it on Blu-ray, and I can't find an affordable copy of it right, anywhere. Yeah, it's a hard to find one. It's like 40 bucks to get a fucking Blu-ray copy of uh, Pan's Labyrinth. All right. And then uh, in a rare Cagney move, watch the same movie oh, twice did this something week. rare. What'd you watch twice? <laughs> just by happenstance. Uh, just happened The to do night it. before I left, you know, I was doing the house wondering experience acting in that. Yeah. We stayed in company housing. I had yeah, big, we know. You're a working actor. It's well, okay. I, I was trying to get to this. <laughs> I had to lead to this. Uh, the night before I left, uh, I was watching house. Sweeney Todd. Okay. And then uh, when I get to the cabin i'm staying at i turn on the tv and what the fuck's on tv sweetie todd. todd like just started i was like you right. can't just not watch it <laughs> so i watched <laughs> it two nights in a row it's not like you could change the yeah. channel or anything no not at all and it was like just getting to where <laughs> well i mean even the very beginning of that movie as soon as it gets past the opening credits boom you got johnny depp on a boat singing and it's and it's the shit there's I a hole it. in the earth and it smells like shit <laughs> yep, yep you're something like that so, no, there's a, yeah you're right something about something right about around that, yeah. there <laughs> but a uh, great movie all around dude so many good actors great performances Sasha Baron Cohen Alan Rickman yeah I had forgotten I about Sasha it. Baron Cohen being in it oh so they, they, don't be <laughs> I watched the kill count on uh oh he does a kill count for that yeah, yeah. Kill count nice he's the first kill Midsummer just got a kill count Nice, I'll have to watch that. Yeah. But yeah, uh, Sweeney Todd, hands down, I've realized it's definitely a comfort movie. For me to be able to put it on just like that. Oh, and yeah. not have any qualms about watching it less than 24 hours before. And I know literally, like, you've watched a mu- a musical that I love with me before. Tenacious Team, The Big of Destiny. Yeah. yeah. I know every word to it. Long ass fucking Same thing with Sweeney Todd. Yeah, I, I had to tell you to stop word. singing every fucking word. Yeah, yeah. So I know every word of Sweeney Todd as well. Same thing. Same thing I'm gonna be Blue real. Blue. Like it wouldn't. I wouldn't have minded if I had also known all the words and could have sang That's with you. That's a fun thing, man. But like I didn't know the words, so I felt left out. Man, and I was like, "Shut you up! Want, you want to feel more left out? Shut up, bitch!" I, I had Tenacious <laughs> D sing along with my new bro Randy while we were acting this man, week. Man, fuck Randy! So I, just... I don't even know Randy, but fuck Randy. <laughs> Oh, shouts out. He'll never Randy. have the bond we have. No, because he'll never do the things we've done together. But you learned some Tenacious D. Yeah. You can have a bond like me and Randy. <laughs> <laughs> Our bond is stronger than that. Um, our bond strong. Our bond is through flesh. Um, didn't watch any more movies really till I got home last night, and I watched a banger of a movie. Banger, banger of a movie. I'm talking about Muppets from Space. Oh hell yeah, man! I love Muppets from Space. I'd never so good watched it any later than I was like the age of six you know so I mm-hmm. didn't know anything about this fucking movie it was cool I've seen a lot of the other Muppets films since I've been like an adult or a teenager yeah. this is like kind of a return to form for the Muppets because before this you have like Muppets Christmas Carol Muppet Treasure Island and you don't really have like the Muppets being the Do Muppets saying, yeah. until you had boom, Muppet- Manhattan was the last one when no, it the Great Muppet Before Caper that. was after Manhattan. Was after Manhattan? Yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure oh. Caper's after Manhattan. Like I thought it one. was the movie, then Caper, then Manhattan. But oh, I don't know. Maybe I could be wrong. We could both be 
Uh, you could be right. I could be wrong. I don't but, know. Uh, don't I'm, not, I'm not a historian. Me I mean, I'm a pretty big Muppets fan. <laughs> I am too. But, uh, yeah, it's like kind of a return to form for the Muppets. <laughs> you get them back and, like, they all live in a house together, which is super fun. Yeah. And instead of singing Muppet original songs, they all sing 70s funk songs. Hell so, yeah. like, what a cool touch. You know, something a little different for them. Something doing uh, stacked cast in that movie, man. You got Rob Schneider popping up, Kathy Griffin. Mm-hmm. Um, you got a overweight Jeffrey Tambor, and it's all about Gonzo trying to figure out who he is. Yeah, man, that's what I and, like about it. Uh, trying to dis- uh, discover his self identity, you know, and it's a it's fun it fun was movie. Like they they focused on Kermit and like. Every one of the movies up well, until that point, pretty much. You know why? Because the man with the hand up his ass is fucking Jim, Jim Henson. <laughs> but I mean, that's cool. That's fine because Kermit's um, the guy. You know, he's the leading right. man. But you know, it was cool. It was refreshing to see Gonzo in that role for a change. Right. Know? And then you you do have the argumentative plot of like, well, where the fuck are all the other Muppets from? <laughs> because you think Gonzo ain't the only weird looking one. All the other Muppets didn't have an identity crisis. Yeah, but most of the other Muppets are kind of modeled after real animals. Mm. Or humans. They're humanoid right. or they're real animals. You get to hear uh, Dr. Teeth say, Shalom. In yeah. this. <laughs> Dr. So Teeth, those, those, they're definitely supposed to be human. Mm-mm. Like Muppet humanoids. Uh, I also sure. watched uh, an episode of the Jim Henson Hour. Oh, uh, yeah. Ten Secrets of the Muppets Revealed. Have you? And it was uh, really you, cool. You've got Prime, right? Mm-hmm. The Jim Storytelling. Story I've seen all there. the storytelling. You've seen it yeah, all? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah. I watched that like they showed two, three years ago whenever it got Like the first episode, I think, whenever I went and seen Labyrinth for the 10-year mm-hmm. anniversary. Or not 10-year anniversary. Oh, they showed the first episode of storytelling? <laughs> yeah, it was like the 40-year nice. anniversary. So there's another Jim Henson thing on there called Monster Maker. Yeah. Which is about forty-five minutes long, and it's about a special effects artist that like gets pulled through his world. And, oh, uh, nice! They showed a lot of that on this Jim Henson hour, and it's on Prime, so I want to check it out. Oh, um, sick! But I moved into I'd been watching so much of the Muppets, like behind the scenes, the way they do this, like t- secrets of the Muppets. It's really cool because yeah. the Muppets are learning their secrets too, Ooh. and uh, they're like, "All right, guys, Jim is like, we're about to pan the camera down." And they're like, "No!" Everybody starts freaking out, like, "Don't do it!" All of a sudden, the camera widens out. You just see everybody. All of the mm-hmm. actors holding their Muppets in the air, and you get to meet all of the actors running the Muppets. Yeah. And uh, Jim Henson also explained the concept of matting, which was <clears throat> what they're referring to as green screen. Yeah. And uh, just all this cool stuff that he was just referring while he had this like dog puppet named Jojo that was following him around yeah. that he was explaining everything to. And it was like really neat and informative, yeah. and I really enjoyed watching it. And it was also like a, a rip of a VHS tape. Like somebody ever recorded it. Hell yes. So that was fun. Sick. And then uh, I watched Grandma's Boy this morning. Hell yeah. Yeah, it's little a, Grandma's Boy, you know. Little Grandma's Boy, a little jerking off on Laura Croft. <laughs> yeah, Grey Bush. Um, Classic movie. Tight. And uh, I think that be about it. All right. My list is a little slim this week, I ain't gonna lie. Uh, no pick of the week, because I didn't rewatch anything. Uh, like I said, I finished watching Superstore. We'll call it Sweeney Todd. I started watching Star Trek. I went all the way back to the original the series. The TV, the TV show. I'm going to start with the TV show, and every time I finish a TV show series or season, I might do season because there's a lot of movies too. But uh, every so often in increments, I'm going to watch a movie too. 
but I started the original series. I watched the pilot and the, the episode after that, the first episode with uh, Kirk. And I'm, I'm hooked, man. I'm, I'm into it. I never got into this shit at all. Never, not once. I may have watched one episode of The Next Generation no. before wrestling or something, but that's it. So <clears throat> would you consider yourself a Trekkie now? Uh, no, because I don't... Yet. Uh, not, not yet, not yet, Not yet, because I don't speak Klingon yet. But whenever you get home tonight, are you going to watch Star Trek? Maybe, possibly. Yes, you are. Uh, maybe. You're excited to go home and watch Star Trek. I am excited to dig deeper into Star Trek, but I don't know if I'm excited to watch it tonight. Ooh, and I'll see some sci-fi episodes in our future. Yeah, for sure. We might actually do a Star Trek episode. Whoa. Watch keep, a couple of those. keep that to uh, yourself over there, man. Watch a couple of those you damn... Keep that uh, fandom to yourself over there couple of those movies nah good you know clint howard's in the next episode that i'm about to watch she was filmed in san francisco uh i watched willie's wonderland finally on hulu it's on hulu yeah what'd you think uh i thought it was awesome silent was really good silent killer nick cage Cage doing what he does best expressionist acting yeah um teen fun teen splatter movie it's basically the banana splits movie but with uh a more badass action vibe to it. Uh, I'm giving it a four out of five. Definitely check it out. Okay. For sure, it's awesome. Uh, that's yeah. That's a <laughs> watch that on Hulu. And then on Prime, I watched Vegas in Space, an all drag queen starring sci-fi comedy movie. Uh, it's a trauma movie. Trauma distributed. What's movie. it called? Uh, Vegas in Space. Huh. Yeah. I cannot remember the name of the drag troupe that is in it, but it's, like, written by their leader, the guy who was leading the troupe, and, uh, like, he wrote and directed it, and all of his fellow drag queens starred in it. Well, right on. Yeah, and every, literally every character is a drag queen. It's played by a real drag queen. Yeah. So, it's really fun. Uh, it's kind of schlocky, of course. It's, you know... Low budget trauma, uh, very fun to watch though. I gave it a three out of five. It's on Prime. Check it out. Um, <clears throat> and of course, I watched the last drive-in season finale. Haven't missed that episode all season. I haven't uh, really watched an episode all season. <laughs> the only time I've ever missed Joe Bob live when it was happening was the very first special that he had after i subscribed to shutter which was like dinners no 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 not the original marathon i i didn't even know who joe bob was when that was going on it was the next one he had the the dinners of death the thanksgiving Mm -hmm. special uh i didn't watch that one live because i forgot about it and joined it like midway through texas chainsaw massacre or something and i ended up falling asleep couldn't stay up uh but yeah i've missed that one and i missed uh, the beginning of the Halloween special because I went and saw Return of the Living Dead at the RZ. Uh, the Halloween special two years ago, I guess I should say, because it's been another Halloween special since then. Mm-hmm. The one where he did the Halloween movies. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So yeah, we watched a uh, little Shop of Horrors, which is a four out of five for me. The, the original, original with Jack Nicholson and uh, our good friend Dick Miller, which. Uh, you can see bits and pieces of in our movie. Yeah, we use that in our movie because it's public domain. You know what we could have used also that is public domain? Suspiria. 
Nice. Did you know Suspiria was public domain? No. We need to do a Mystery Science Theater 3000 of Suspiria. Suspiria? Yeah, Yeah, we should. That would be fucking tight. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's get you high for the first time. Get us a... Get us a... So you can say, whoa, look at all the colors. Humanoids from the Deep was the second feature, and this one has some great effects. Mm -hmm. Good kills in it. Uh, Fun little story. Uh, I gave it a a 4 out of 5 also. Two 4 out of 5s for the... Last drive-in movies this week. Go watch them. Watch them with Joe Bob, because it's always better with Joe Bob. Plus, he had Roger Corman in the studio with him, not in person, but uh, on the TV. So, check that out. It's really cool. Yeah, which, to I them. hate that he had to have Dish it. digital guests this, yeah, this season. The next ones will be in person, though. They're out of the cabin. Yay! So, we're stoked about what's coming up with the last drive-in. Uh, of course, on Tubi, I watched Welcome to the Jungle. We already talked about that, so I'm just going to go ahead and four out of five it. Check it out. <clears throat> and then last night, right before I went to bed, I watched a movie called Lyle. Okay. This is one of uh, uh, this and Vegas in Space were my two uh, queer movies for the for the week. Uh, Lyle is about a it's a it's a Rosemary's Baby reimagining basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, involving a lesbian couple who lose a child, like a young child, and then the other child has been promised to Satan, basically. Uh, okay. Which is, it's revealed in a very uh, Rosemary's Baby fashion, of course, throughout her paranoia and freaking out and everything. Uh, the main actor is Gabby Co- Gabby Hoffman from Uncle Buck and... I think she's the little girl in Uncle Buck, and okay. she is also in that movie Then and Now. Mm-hmm. She's the little kid. Oh, God. Who was her adult counterpart in the movie? Um, maybe Demi Moore was her adult counterpart? I don't fucking remember, honestly. Um, <clears throat> she's fantastic, though, in this. Uh, this is the first thing I think I've seen her act in as an adult, and she just kills it 100%. Uh, it's also got our girl Ingrid, uh, whatever from I can't remember her last name from uh, Women Who Kill, the director and writer Ingrid and star Bergman, Berg, Bergman, something like that. I don't think that's right. It's something like that though. It's a very yeah European, Ingrid Bergman, yeah Swedish Bergman? Swedish actress. No, 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 yeah, no. Ingrid <laughs> no, Bergman. That's no. like an old school Hollywood uh, yeah, actress. Yeah, way old school from Casablanca. <laughs> yeah, I think you should just type in Lyle movie. Lyle. And she'll, she's like in the top bill cast. Wow, love it. <clears throat> but it's also got Michael uh, Shea from Saturday Night Live in it, which is pretty cool to see him in that. Uh, it's it's Ingrid Jungerman. Jungerman. That's why I can't remember her last name because it's so we- it's spelled weird. And Gabby Hoffman wasn't she in Women Who Kill as well? I don't think she was in Women Who Kill. Oh no, she so may have from, been. That's one from Uncle Buck. Yeah, and now and then. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Lyle's a four out of five, and go check it out. It's on Tubi. It's only an hour and two minutes long. It's pretty long, good. So, it's very palatable, for sure. It is like Rosemary's Baby if Rosemary's Baby was short and not made by a pedophile. So, go check it out. Uh, so, yeah, that's my What You Watching this week. Now, it's time to get into our uh, last little bit of the Pride episodes here. The, the Well, the last Pride episode, the last little bit of the Pride movies. For this month uh that's not to say we're not gonna have movies with gay characters and themes throughout the rest of the year 
But this will be the last episode that focuses for the year on uh We celebrated. Well, I mean, we say, we, we say that, but we do a lot of John Waters worship on here, too. Mm-hmm. So you never know what's going to go down on the yeah, Martell's Movie know. Madness canon. Uh, first off... Okay, so Cagney did he did this thing. Uh, he he had only seen the one movie before, right? The producers. That's the only one you've seen before. Today, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So he did this thing where he decided he was going to put the movies in order, based on which ones were going to be uh, from worst to best. Yeah. <laughs> and br- brother, he did a great job. He did a fantastic <laughs> job. Uh, first up, we watched Hellbent. Ooh. It was a suggestion made to me. On uh, the Bloody Disgusting Facebook group, when I asked people for their favorite LGBT horror movies, and somebody just named an LGBT horror movie that they knew of. Yeah, I think, for this. Well, one. no, this one and this one's like it's got its redeeming qualities. It really does. It has good humor. The kills and gore are nice, uh, but overall, it looks very made for TV. Uh, kind of has that after school special vibe to it but without the quality yeah. you know uh it's slow as all hell uh it takes way too long for the killing to for the killings to take place uh and some of the characters aren't terrible our drag queen character i think it's like the coolest character yeah in the movie. definitely and uh I mean, like i said we get some cool looking kills they they show most of the actual violence off screen but we get to see mm. the the aftermath we get to see the body with no head or whatever. And uh, the, the ending of the movie is really good. Like, I enjoyed the ending of the, the last, I'd say, what, 10 minutes, 15 minutes maybe, of the movie. I really enjoyed I thought it was a good, like, if the whole movie would have had that pace, we would have been good. We would have been right. perfect. It would have been great. But this uh, just falls very flat for me. Uh, I did enjoy some of the characters. Well, it's supposed to be humor. the first gay slasher yes. film. Yes, and it, may, and it probably is. I mean, uh, no, the first one was, that's It was preceded gay. by Make-A-Wish uh, and High Tension. Oh, okay. Well, High Tension's more of an extreme horror movie. Yeah, a movie called Dead Guys. But, uh, well, I mean, I don't know. Who fucking knows? I'm not a historian, like I said. <laughs> not a historian. Not a historian. I know this movie's not very good. I'm giving it a 1.5 out of 5. I had some some executive producers behind it. Uh, Michael Roth of Circuit, yeah, which is a gay themed independent film. So I guess that was their LGBT in. Then uh, Joseph Wolf, who was a producer on Halloween two and three. Ooh. And Karen Wolf, who was a producer on Children of the Living Dead, which oh, was a yeah. American direct to video zombie film. Never well, heard of it. How did you feel about it? Well, you, I guess you've already said it, right? Hated it. Hated it. I mean, I, I wouldn't go as far as to say I hated it because it wasn't Birdemic bad. Oh, man. Birdemic uh, looks awesome, dude. I do, so not, I do not know what you're talking it about. It gets a full point for the ending because the ending was great. If you guys follow the podcast, you know that Brian, or <laughs> Ryan hates the fucking Birdemic. I was trying to combine the movie in your name. Ryan hates Birdemic, this film, so much. He always says Here, it's so terrible. And I saw a clip from it on the internet. I've never Cagney seen it before. Wants to watch it. But I saw a YouTube video with a clip from it, and I thought it was hilarious. Cagney wants to watch it. And here's the deal. Here's what I'll say. Uh, I'll do a Birdemic episode. I'll rewatch the first one and watch the, the sequel. If we can get 
the YouTube channel to 100 subscribers uh, in two weeks. Okay. <laughs> it's at 73, so that's not a far-fetched, that's not a huge leap. Because if we can get 27 subscribers over the next two weeks, mm-hmm. I'll do a bird demic episode with Kagan. With okay. We'll do a bird demic so, episode. So, uh, fun fact about the film Hellbent that we watched today. All of the main cast who play queer characters yeah. are straight in real all life. All of them? All no of them. way. All of them are no, I'm calling them bullshit. <laughs> none of I'm them. Bullshit. Verbatim. None of the main cast, all of whom were heterosexual, had any problems with portraying gay characters or engaging in same-sex kissing or sex play. Actor Dylan Fergus, who played Eddie, found it difficult to kiss co-star Brian Kirkwood, Jake, at the end of the day due to Kirkwood's five o'clock shadow. And actor <laughs> Matt Phillips, who played Toby, fell several times while wearing high-heeled footwear. I'm going to just so say it. Straight. I'm surprised. I'm they're very surprised. They played straight. gay very well. Or at least the character of gay from that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That lead guy's gay. He's definitely... No. He's come out since then. He's not. For sure. He just He's an actor, man. That's what they do. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, yeah, let's just get away from this movie because it was not the best thing ever. <laughs> Uh, said, let's just get away from this movie. Then we we, we actually were uh, we found out about this movie last year around Pride, and I, I held on to it for the entire year because I wanted to bring it back around for Pride this year. Jesus Christ Vampire Hunter. Uh, it's got vampire lesbians. It's got Jesus Christ looking very stylish and modern. Engages. Uh, it's got El. It's got El Santo being portrayed it's not the actual el santo that's a character uh based around el santo and it's just a fucking fun little movie man it's got that whole kung fu movie vibe to it the action is like those old cheesy kung fu action movies the dubbing is purposefully bad and it's a very good homage to those exploitation Kung Fu Ninja movies of the 70s, I'd say. What did you say the film had a connection to uh, Smash Cut? Oh, the writer. It's the same writer. Ian uh, Driscoll or whatever. Okay, yeah. It's also put out by the same production company as well. Yeah. And Who, they also did a documentary on Vampiro. Oh, yeah. I love that. Yeah, so I it might actually be El Santo. You know? No, it's definitely not. Yeah. He was he was dead before that movie came oh, out, okay, probably. Okay. Uh, El Sato was like a... Because they do a documentary on uh, Vampira. Yeah, he was a huge uh, luchador in like the 60s. Right. And he was like probably in his 30s then, 20s, 30s then. Okay. So when this movie came out, it was what, 2001? 2000? 2000. He could have still been alive, but I doubt it. I don't think that was him though. Because I don't believe he spoke any English. Does not say it's him. No, it was not him. It was not him. (laughs) In the opening credits, it tells us who it is. It's not him. It's a guy playing him. It's a a funny little homage to those movies as well. Have you ever seen any of those luchador action movies? No, I've seen clips and stuff. I've never actually sat down and watched one. There's one called El Santo and the Blue Demon versus the Wolfman and Dracula. Yeah. Fucking amazing. (laughs) Super good. Sounds amazing. So good. Fireball used to have a copy of it, and I asked him to let me borrow it a while back, and he can't find it. 
and I'm quote, so unquote. bummed out about it. So, well, he also lost my copy of Rocky Horror Picture Show, which I still don't have another copy of Rocky Horror. Wow. Uh, not Rocky Horror Picture Show. Uh, Little Shop of Horrors. So, oh, hold out. There'll be a boutique release coming up. And I gave him back his cap- copy of Captain Ron, I think. I was going to hold it Captain hostage. Captain Ron. But, uh, you know, it'll be all right. It'll, it'll be, be all right. right. I'll get a new copy of Little Shop of Horrors someday. Uh, what else can we say about this movie, man? About it's Jesus Christ Vampire Hunter? Crazy. It's got an awesome like uh, house techno soundtrack and shit. Got a lot of beautiful women in it also. That are uh, vampire lesbians. Lesbian vampires, yeah. And Except for getting, the one, she was bot, remember? Yeah. That's chasing after our boy Jesus. And uh, yeah, this is fun, tongue-in-cheek. If this movie was any more campy, Jason Voorhees was going to start killing people on it. Yeah, it has a uh, musical number as well. Jesus yeah. gets a good musical number. Yeah. Which Jesus fun. gets a makeover at the very beginning mm. of the movie, which is so hilarious. Because it starts out, he's like the, the image of Jesus that people Think, perceive. Yeah. And then he gets his like makeover, and he's almost like the queer eye for the straight guy version of Jesus, kind of. Mm-hmm. He's like more manicured and in almost a metrosexual kind of way. It's so fucking hilarious. Guys, check it out. It's It's... You can rent it for a dollar on Amazon Prime. Hellbent, you, Hellbent, you can watch on Amazon Prime, but you have to have a, uh, you have to have Here TV. You can get a seven day free trial or pay for it, whatever. I don't pay know. Pay You can also rent it for three bucks, which I don't, I don't recommend. If you're gonna watch it, no. Get that free trial and watch it for free. Ninety nine. Um, but ninety nine cents gets you Jesus Christ Vampire Hunter, and I would definitely buy that for a dollar. Yeah, you can do that. Um, we'll, we'll recommend that one. Yeah, I'm going to recommend it. I'm giving it a three out of five. Okay. Give it a three. Giving it a three. Give it a, a three. Making some copies. Making some copies. Did we ever talk about the David Spade, uh, Andy Dick, Daniel Day-Lewis thing on here? No. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, you do. I texted you a picture of a screenshot of... A conversation I was having with someone where they said that, because I was saying I wanted to see Andy Dick play David Spade oh, in a this biopic. Is a long time yeah, ago yeah. We had that conversation, and then they yeah, said yeah. that they wanted to see Daniel Day Lewis playing Andy Dick, uh-huh. playing David Spade, yeah. in a biopic. That's insane. So that's the thing that we need to have in this world. Last but certainly not least, today we watched. The producers. the producers. What year did the producers come out? This was a 2005 film, and it is based on the stage play. Yes, that is based on the first Mel Brooks film from 1967. Yes, so this is a legit adaptation of the Broadway musical, which starred Nathan Lane and Matthew Broderick oh, on Broadway. Nice for several years. I know uh, that they're all they're both <clears throat> accomplished uh, Broadway actors. Mm-hmm. So it What's funny, me I know all. you said you've never been to a Broadway performance, but growing up, I used to go to Blumenthal all the time. I, I mm. saw uh, Little Shop of Horrors, Wicked, The Lion King, Monty Python, Spamalot, you yeah. know, a bunch of stuff like that. My mom would take me to at least like two a year. Yeah, I mean, like actually go to New York and right. do that. Well, but, like, here's the thing. But I've never seen them like that either. Like, I saw right. Lion King in New York and in Charlotte. Yeah. It was a better performance at Blumenthal. Oh, in wow. Charlotte. Uh, I enjoyed That's insane. Uh, yeah, it just, it was insane. I just felt like it was a better performance in Charlotte yeah. when I saw it. The New York one was not as good. I, I really... Uh, but uh, Nathan Lane does the 
broadcasted intro that you listen to. Oh, He'll okay. come over and tell you to like put your cell phones away yeah. and uh, blah blah blah. He tells you all that you know, stuff about was, where the exits I, are and shit. I did a little reading on him while we were watching that a yeah. while ago. I did not know that he he came out publicly after the Matthew Shepard murders. The murder. Okay. Or he was he was murdered, but he was beaten to the point of like almost being dead mm. and then died in the hospital afterwards. But it was a hate crime. You know, he's a gay, gay guy. He got beat nearly to death and then died in the hospital. And that's when he came out after that happened. Mm-hmm. He came out publicly to kind of like, you know, try to uh, not get killed. Lessen the stigma. No, to lessen, to try to lessen the stigma and show that people are out there. Like, right, right. this is normal. This is a thing. And he's been donating money to like foundations and everything since then. That's awesome. Uh, this is, and it's crazy because this is a little tie in to my weird world that i live in where i watch movies and wrestling and all this crazy shit and with music they had a wrestling show this weekend in lorraine wyoming which is where the matthew shepherd murder happened which they donated uh, a good bit of the money or all of the money maybe i don't even know they made a donation to the uh the the matthew shepherd foundation out there mm-hmm. And the reason that's a huge thing is because Effie is like their big thing. He's their big, uh, one of their big wrestlers. Right. Openly gay guy, super flamboyant, you know, it's a great character and uh, performance. And this is such a huge thing that they would go to that town where that happened, oh, fucking so many years ago. And they had this great response and great reception and it just shows you how much times can change and how much people can mm-hmm. change. So we've still got a long way to go, no doubt about it. But it's great that we've come as far as we have as humans, as society. This is true. And back to the producers. Yes, so the uh, the original Broadway production uh, had the record for the most Tony nominations of all time. It uh Nice. Was nominated for 15 Tony Awards at one eleven of the, or one twelve of the 15 nice, nominations nice. Uh, for best musical, best book of a musical, best original score. Nathan Lane won best actor in a musical, nice. and then uh, Hamilton beat it out with 16 nominations. But the producer still stands as winning the most Tonys. Hell yeah! Uh, they've won 12. Hamilton won 11. So until another Broadway play comes and wins. 13. Yeah, 13 Tonys. Wow. The producers will be the That's number insane. one. 12 out of 15 ain't bad. So, coming off of that and knowing that <clears throat> Nathan Lane and Matthew Broderick have had this rigorous, extensive Broadway training and have been doing this show on the road for years, you can tell when you watch the film because this film is not filmed like a normal movie moves along. No, it's, you know, a, it's, it's a lot of one shots. a Broadway stage play. Yeah. And that's so. It kind of replicates the feeling of watching a Broadway or stage performance Mm. because when you're in the theater, the biggest difference between watching a movie, watching a Broadway production, a film usually gives your eyes a place to focus. Yeah. Uh, Stage productions do not. The stage is yours. Glance wherever you want. It's up to the actor to make your focus go there so we get this in this film as well because you get to watch everybody's expressions as they play in this huge big set pieces you know and it's really fun to see that i love when movies do that you know uh there's a lot more intimate musicals out there but this is one of those films that feels like you're watching a great big broadway production oh god and it's such a great uh satirical farcical 
parody yeah almost yeah. of everything mm-hmm. in that whole uh situation it's just with a little bit of crime mixed into it you mm-hmm. know? uh we do get some uh henson's creature shop great. puppets in this film oh, as well we do. the pigeons nice. Will Ferrell's, uh, nice. Uh, those are all Jim Henson creature shop that's pigeons. funny yeah. that's so good oh man and this is my second favorite absurd comedy about uh, Hitler and Nazis of course my first is Jojo Rabbit right. I love that movie I adore that movie but this one's fucking great too it is very so good. good so good uh, it's highly entertaining it's uh it's long it's two hours very and 15 long. minutes but very it, long it moves at a great pace uh and the writing is just top notch yeah. too but it's really these actors performances that mm. sell this movie we get uma thurman as ula oh. their swedish uh How? secretary slash actress she is just she just gets more beautiful as she ages like, yeah have you yeah. seen her lately like in in uh the house that jack built yeah oh shipping. yeah she gets oh, her face so clobbered gorgeous, in the opening so of that gorgeous. movie but uh i love this uh musical number between her and matthew broderick inside of their office uh yeah they come back and their entire office has been painted white by yeah. uma thurman like everything is white and it is now the stage for their new musical number between uma thurman and matthew broderick and the lighting and set design really moves along and tells the story during this musical number until they're able to be behind a couch and the lights change from uh, blue to pink. And yeah. uh, they start rustling around. And you see them coming up one after the other. It's like simulating them having sex by the, just the lighting and the music accenting it. And it's just really tasteful, really we fun. We do find out later that they weren't having sex, though. They were fooling around. Yeah, though. because yeah, she yeah, said yeah. that uh, he wouldn't do it until so they, they get married. married. Yeah, so it's simulating them so getting awesome, heavy. Getting so heavy. Awesome. Getting heavy. Matthew Broderick's character, uh, Leo... What was his last name? Uh, in, no, his name in the film is Max... Yeah, or no, no, that's, uh, that's, Leo Bloom. Yeah, Bloom, Leo Bloom. Yeah. Leo Bloom is the... He reminded me a lot of Lemon Grab from Adventure Time. Okay. That anxious, <laughs> yeah. uh, kind of need structure kind of character. Mm-hmm. Especially when he'd yell shit, like that high-pitched, yeah. <laughs> nervous yell. It was just like, that was, uh, and to this, me, that had Lemon Grab uh, vibes to nice. it. And that's him through and through, you know. He's this character that's never <laughs> known anything different in his life. And all of a sudden, gets a job being Nathan Lane. Yeah. Uh, Max Bialystok's accountant, uh, who is a Broadway producer that puts on terrible shows. And uh, Matthew Broderick, just looking at the numbers, just has a thought saying, wow, you raise all this money, and you could put it on a flop, and the money stays in your yeah. pocket. And uh, Nathan Lane being the seedy individual that he is. Not, not the classiest character. No, uh, just takes that idea and runs with it and brings on uh, his new partner, an accountant. We've kind of ignored what are the best things about this movie. We haven't got there yet. We haven't got there yet. So their <laughs> flop, their flop that they want to produce is a script they find entitled. Oh, I wasn't even talking about that yet. What? Oh, I was talking about well, how Max gets the money. Oh yeah, I was going to get there too. <laughs> well, that was actually part of my production design talk. What we started talking about, um, the Adventure Time, and I segued into this. 
So the yeah the flop they want to produce is called Springtime for Hitler. Yes, which is being put on by Will Ferrell's uh, Nazi loving character. He was a Nazi. Yeah, is, he is a Nazi. Is the implication, That's the implication. Is a Nazi? But uh, it's just the timelines, I guess. I don't know. There's not really a, a set time place of where this well, movie he's, takes he, place. Well, it's implied by the fact that he says, "I was never involved with the Nazi party." Yeah, and yeah, he's yeah. heavy yeah. the German and all that. So the way they get the money to put this on uh, was another thing that I liked. Uh, production design as well is because Nathan Lane is going around just hitting up all of these old, old ladies. ladies in town and giving them the dirty deed for a check. Doing it, doing it, doing and, it And well. uh, the way they show it in the film is all of these old women dancers with walkers come out and have this huge musical dance number with Nathan Lane until eventually they line up all through town and he goes by collecting a check one through one oh by God. one while they're there and staying with their walkers, which knocking means... Knocking them down like dominoes. Yeah, and they all fall down like a domino whenever he grabs the check in a big line, which like is this uh, a big simula- or simulating metaphorically him having sex with them, yeah, going yeah, to their yeah. houses, but showing it as a big Broadway number. It's, it's hilarious. Run, he's running through them. It's smart. It's tasteful. I love it. This movie so made me cackle several times. And I'd seen it. It's been a while since I've watched it, but I yeah. did watch it quite a few times when I was younger. I definitely loved it a lot. I'm so glad that we couldn't find... Uh, I still want to watch Make-A-Wish, but yeah. we couldn't find it anywhere. So if you have a copy of Make-A-Wish and you want to... I don't know, make me a VHS, a <laughs> make me a VHS bootleg or send me a DVD rip or whatever so that I can check it out, that would be cool. Because uh, it's it's a lesbian slasher, so I'd like to check that out. But I'm super glad we watched this today. Still, uh, very fucking fun. I gave it a 4.5 out of five. I wanted to give it a five out of five because I really did love it a lot. But it got to a point near the end where I was just like, "Holy shit, is there more? Like this is still going on." Yeah, and that's uh, <clears throat> that's because it is a yeah, it's an adaptation of a of the of, a, of a the Broadway movie. play, which yeah. is meaty, you know, and and they always you need are. them to be because you know want to pay that high price for a ticket yeah. and go watch a ninety minute show for sure. You want to go? I, under, and I understand and that, hours. and it wasn't like it was not enjoyable. It was just like it was too much of you know what was going on. It kind of seemed I, like I like it. It kind of seemed like they could have ended it a few times. Uh, I like uh, that they the that they made it meaty because there's just more movie for you to soak up. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's I did enjoy it. I mean, I still give it a four point five out of five. That's as close as you can get to five without being a five. Well, I mean, I guess four point nine five could be the or four point nine nine, but um, I don't really get that detailed with the. Uh, I guess I'll give it a four point seven five. All right. Uma, Uma Thurman alone is Ula Inga Hansen Benson Janssen Tallinn Hollins Fjallin Swanson. That's her first name. Yep. <laughs> Later Bloom. So funny. She killed it. She's great. But um, it's also cool to see uh, Matthew Broderick do this for a film. You know, they did it for the stage, but I think this is like his first break into musical film. Yeah, I mean, I'd never seen him in another musical before. I don't know, because I'm not a very big Matthew Broderick fan. Like, I know of his work. I mean, Ferris Bueller, bro. Come on. Yeah, yeah, and I know he's in a lot of things, but I just don't, like, I haven't watched a lot of his work. Like, Bill Oxy Blues is a great one. He was uh, Inspector Gadget, wasn't he? In yeah, the first Inspector one. Gadget, yeah, yeah. The, uh, he's also a you know, cable guy. Godzilla. Yeah. yeah that, that I love that terrible Godzilla, Godzilla movie. Too. Movie. Election, Inspector Gadget. 
Uh, he's the voice of adult Simba in The Lion King one and a half. The circle of life. Yeah, this was like his first first time you'd ever seen him in a musical, you know? Uh, and only time, it seems. Kiefer sent me a fucking meme one night of, uh, it was like, uh, it's one of those in the studio memes. It's like Phil Collins mm-hmm. talking about the, 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 the soundtrack for George, not George of the Jungle, but uh, Tarzan. Right. And uh, I responded back because it was all about how he went super hard on that movie. He really didn't have to go that hard on that movie soundtrack. I responded back to Kiefer. I was like, after Elton John fucked up The Lion King like that, he had to come with something strong. He couldn't come with no bullshit. <laughs> uh, Matthew Broderick, bro, as an extensive Broadway yeah, history. Yeah, I knew that. I knew he was uh, sitting there. Still going to this day, yeah. bro. Still, you can go see Matthew Broderick. At right this now. point, I think he is definitely more famous for his stage acting than his movie acting, yeah. for sure. And this is like mostly like in the '80s, he was doing it. He did a Broadway performance of Biloxi Blues, but also that was a movie as well. Uh, and then like 2000 and onward, bro, he was just Killing on Broadway. With that. And then he did some, but then the producers, you know, them fucking just clearing out all those Tonys with that. Of course, yeah. he's just been booked ever since. Working for extensive stints as well. Oh yeah, man. I'm proud of him. Yeah, for real, man. Because, like, Matthew Roderick, he had his few leading roles, but he was, never became, like, that fucking A-list action star or anything like that, you know? Well, Which, okay. that's what everybody wanted to be, right? Mm-hmm. Every big actor in the in the 80s. You wanted your action movie break, right? Except for Crispin Glover. He, he, he could have did it. He could have, but he didn't want that. Dude, I could have pictured Crispin Glover in a, like a Pauly Shore role. The only going reason, just slapstick crazy. Because the only reason he did uh, Back to the Future was for the check. Right. You know, he likes those. But he feels slapsticky in the Charlie's Angels films. Yeah, yeah. Or I mean, film, he definitely does that in. kind of stuff. But, you know, he, he didn't really care about being the A-list celebrity right. s- superstar. Like, he's one of those guys. You know? Damn, Matthew Proderick was... Nominated for a Grammy as well. For and producers? he has a Hollywood, uh, no, for a, a Broadway musical called Nice Work If You Can Get It in 2013. Oh, okay. So he's got a Tony, he's got a nomination for a Grammy, and he's got a fucking Hollywood star on the Walk of Fame. Hell yeah, you gotta buy those, but it's still cool. They, add, they have to offer it to you. Yeah, yeah, so, I mean, same thing for the Ginsburg World Records. You know, you get the record, you still gotta pay to be in the book. Uh, oh, and he has a uh, supporting role. One of his first supporting roles was as a gay adopted son. So full circle, man, Pride Month. Oh, oh in case you guys didn't know, the tie-in for Pride Month with the producers is, of course, not only Nathan Lane is a openly gay actor. Probably the biggest gay actor, But the director of the play in the movie is fantastically gay yeah, well a, they have a song have a couple and then there's like all the crew and everything their whole song in the film is keep make it, it gay, gay. yeah keep or make it gay, it gay whatever keep uh, it gay very gay it got very gay <laughs> for that gay. that song it's awesome and uh it'll be stuck in here yeah i love it love it love it love it love it love it springtime for hitler but uh i guess it's about that time about what time so we gotta let them know where we can be found on the internet uh, at Martell's Movie Madness on Facebook and Instagram, at Movie Madness sixty nine on Twitter, at Martell the God on Twitter, at Mar- uh, Trailer Trash God on Instagram. I'm fucking up. Find us on Patreon, patreoncom slash Martell's Movie Madness. Uh, Cash App, K 
hashtag trailer trash god. Um, what am I forgetting? Oh, my OnlyFans. Martelli, uh, OnlyFans.com slash Martelli guy. Uh, speaking of OnlyFans, before you plug your socials, uh, it's no, no surprise to anybody on this podcast that I am a fan of amateur or independently produced pornography. I had a girl send me a uh, DM with a preview of a movie, a video. A movie. And in the background, <laughs> in the background, all I could hear is, I really need it. I really need it. I really hope I get this job. They were watching fucking Land of the Lost in the background. Getting a a BJ watching Land of the Lost. That's the best thing ever, right? Wow. So go ahead, plug your socials, and then we'll get the fuck out of here. Hey, you're hanging out with Cagney. And uh, you can find me on Facebook at Cagney Larkin. And on Instagram at uh, Cagney Likes This. And on Twitter at Cags Loves Movies. And uh, in the meantime, I'll just be playing that sweet, sweet jazz. Let's watch some fucking movies. Looks like you survived the movie madness. Congratulations. Come back next week for more chills, thrills, and spine-tingling tales of terror and movies. Because that's what makes the world go round.